day where I'm tired. I didn't fucking mean to do that. Well, <laughs> it's time. It might as well be time right now. We have much to discuss. Yeah, I'm just, I've hit that moment in the day where you just get exhausted and you're done dealing with bullshit. Yeah, dude, like, what <laughs> is happening? <laughs> So right before we started recording, my sound settings wouldn't open, and if the sound settings won't open, we can't record because I can't switch my output and input to the microphone. That just won't work. Yeah, yes. And then, uh, for long-time listeners who know the Black Dragon, we got more weird mail today, not from the Black Dragon. Damn. Someone named, uh... What the fuck was his name? Like, Servant of God or something? Yeah, <laughs> Servant of God, dude. Um, it's just someone who's super butthurt that the churches are closed, which churches are closed only because you can't have gatherings of more than 10 people right now in the state of Virginia. And most churches chose to close of their own volition when the restriction was only 50 people because... It's- most pastors do, in fact, care about the health and safety of their parishioners. Um, the cynic in me believes that churches that keep defying this law or finding loopholes around it only really care about what goes in the offering plate. I'm not. I'm not that money. <laughs> not trying to get sued for libel or anything, but that's my theory. But basically, what we got from servant of God today was an eight-page manifesto about how we're all being deceived and how government is under our noses are making the pathway for the kingdom of the Antichrist. <laughs> I will gladly share this on Twitter when I get caught up editing everything. Um, but let's see. Here are some highlights from what he sent me. We're blindly yes, okay. <laughs> blindly obeying every new law dictatorial rule and ungodly restriction they throw at us they'll gladly lay down all their liberties including their ability to publicly worship for the mere illusion of safety and security why do they allow themselves to be held in contempt at walmart or lowe's or the pharmacy which by the way are all the only places the government will allow us to go anymore which Lowe's, you can make the argument maybe not essential, but kind of are, because if something breaks in your house, you need to go to Lowe's to get something to fix it. Exactly. (laughs) Walmart and the pharmacy. (laughs) Both things you should want open right now. Yes. Walmart encompasses, like, everything. They're not big box stores. They are an important store to have open at this time. And the pharmacy... That's just a given. Medicine. (laughs) medicine. So I took the eight-page manifesto to the police station before recording tonight, and they they can't do anything with it because there's nothing overtly threatening in the letter. Just to let them know if there's anything more. I mean, I knew they probably wouldn't be able to do anything with it or make a report on it. Yeah, but probably not the only church that got it. I don't think it came from one of our parishioners because our parishioners have been pretty chillax about yes. everything going on. Chill. <laughs> um, let's see, what else is there? It's not about keeping people safe or stopping a virus that's less 
communicable than the and less fatal than the ordinary influenza or TB. Fucking <laughs> TB or hepatitis. They <laughs> special. It's a spiritual takeover, and we know this because the first thing they did was close the churches, which, no, they did not. <laughs> I know, right? Like, what? And there are people on Facebook saying that mosques are still allowed to gather for their services, which, no, no. <laughs> if they are, they're doing it against the law, like the two Virginia pastors who have already died from coronavirus because they refuse to... Oh, and in person so, what is happening <laughs> yeah. so i only took it to the police because chances are they sent this to a few different churches because they're clearly trying to intimidate us into reopening yeah um, and so they'll be on their radar and just things have been so tense with like Conservatives and people who want to keep things shut down, which I don't know. I don't know. I I get that people want churches to be reopened. They miss that community aspect, and that's fine. I just wish they would realize how fucking selfish they sound when they're demanding it the way they are. Like... They're just like, well, some people can still take precautions that if you're susceptible to getting sick, then just don't go. And it's like, right. people who need church the most for socialization are the little old ladies and little old, old men yeah. who don't get out except for Sunday service. I don't know. It's just... <laughs> I'm just like, so... On edge. It may be me that snaps and just starts setting fire to everything. <laughs> <laughs> like a serial arsonist. Yeah. Um, also, another note, one reason I'm in a mood. Um, my dumbass forgot to download the audio from Craig before last night, so we lost a mini show. Which, Damn. No it's just a 13-minute <laughs> mini show, and it actually yeah. gives me the chance to catch up with... So this episode will actually be only a week like later. What okay. the usual week after we record is when they usually go up, but they've been going up like two weeks after we record. But it's yeah. fine. It's all gonna fucking work out. It's that's <laughs> fine. No worries. <laughs> it was just a mini show. Yeah, and it was when we kind of rushed through because we were both about to get food. Yeah, yeah. Like a couple of dogs knowing their bull and bits are. Um, how's your Cinco de Mayo going? Uh, <laughs> uh anyway, fine. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, how's yours? It's fine. I, um, the new Mexican place down the street from us finally opened, so we... Nice. Got takeout from there because it's their first day open and they're opening in like a really shitty time. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're like, hey, I mean, what the hell? <laughs> Food was, um, it was all right. It was all right. I like the cheese yeah. enchiladas. Yeah. Good. Beans had a weird, great. beans had a weird taste to them, but I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. It's their first day. It's Cinco de Mayo. The world's fucking ending. We're straight up. I know, Give right? them like a month to improve their food before I bitch about it. 
Yeah. So didn't do yeah. So didn't give us um it was a very regional thing for Virginia. They didn't give us the white sauce that we get with our chips and salsa. Hmm. Sounds good. Is it like cheese? No, it's like a spicy ranch. Oh, that sounds great. Not super ranchy. It's more on the like spicy side. It's just like it sounds good. Can either be really sweet or really spicy or like a nice combination of the two. Nice. Anyway. Yeah, well that's cool. Um, Yeah, today I got up early and Luke and I drove out to the campus that I work at because um we're gonna have before the quarantine happened, there was going there was supposed to be like a uh surplus sale of like a ton of um old like office supplies and like office chairs and desk stuff, you stuff like that. And um it was gonna be like a five dollar cash and carry and you can have anything you wanted for five dollars. And it got canceled obviously because of the quarantine and then recently got an email about um all the the uh, desk chairs that they still had they're like rolly chairs they have have like a ton they're like first come first serve email me if you want one or two or 12 so i emailed and i was like i'll take two because i have a crap desk chair and lucas sitting on like a kitchen chair you know what i mean because uh, not everyone has a bunch of rolly chairs already so we went down and got these rolly chairs and now we have two new rolly chairs they don't have arms but they're like they adjust way nicer they're really cushy and then the back adjusts too so um excited about that yeah new wheelie chairs yeah and the the other thing i've been doing uh for these past this past week or so has been um uh been like cataloging all the books i own in a spreadsheet google drive just so i can like keep track of all the titles that i have mostly to keep track of all the poe collections that i have so i've been doing that too and i'm almost done i should be finished by tomorrow it's very type a of you it's very it's 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 like something that you would expect me to already have done but (laughs) i'm doing it now so that's what's going on and also Yesterday was Monday, and I submitted all the final grades for my students. So for me, this semester is over. Yay! How <laughs> do you feel about spring semester? Because for me, as a student, it always felt more like important the end of spring semester than the end of winter semester. Yeah, it is because it's like you've got a longer break. And I feel like the end of spring semester kind of like dictates that you're going to either be moving on to graduation or moving on to a different school. Um, yeah. But also, like, it's a bit more chill. Uh, fall semester is a bit more hectic because there's more students. And um, I don't know why. It's, I don't know why there's a difference, but it's just... Maybe it's the change of the season and stuff. Whenever it gets colder, it just gets more hectic. The days get shorter. I don't know. <laughs> um, I guess we're not just here to talk about Cinco de Mayo and <laughs> yeah. getting shit done. Um, also here to talk about a movie that I keep... I watched it, what, Sunday night? And it's already kind of left my yes. cerebral. <laughs> we love when that happens. Um, 
spent all day thinking about it, so I've got your back just in case. But I have the Wikipedia page pulled up so I can uh, give him the plot while we're talking about it to remind myself. <laughs> uh, Excellent. <laughs> all right, so today we're talking about Wildling. Wildling is a 2018 American horror fantasy film directed by Fritz Baum and starring Belle Powley, Brad Dourif, Colin Kelly Sordelet, James LaGrosse, and Liv Tyler. The screenplay was co-written by Baum and Florian Editor. The plot follows Anna, a blossoming teenager who uncovers the dark secret behind her traumatic childhood. Film premiered at South by Southwest on March 10th, 2018, and received favorable reviews. It was released in the United States in select theaters and video on demand on April 13th, 2018 by IFC Films under their IFC Midnight brand. Listen, when I saw IFC Midnight, I was really like expecting more. more. Yeah, I, I fucking love <laughs> IFC Midnight movies. There's maybe <laughs> one before this that I didn't care for too much. Uh, Backcountry, I believe it was. I hated it just because... The def- it was the definition of could have avoided everything that happened to you if you stayed on the fucking trail. I remember your, didn't you do just like a written review of that? That was my first written review for yeah. the website. I'll never forget. <laughs> That's we probably should, the, uh, the best one. <laughs> should revisit yes. the movie for the podcast. But yeah, we, we absolutely should be doing that. <laughs> trail. I know, right? That's That should be the the of the podcast to be honest we will have a full rebrand someday yeah <laughs> oh man that'd actually be a really good podcast concept re-evaluating horror movies to how they could have avoided death yeah that would be cool too there's so much to talk about there's so much <laughs> it's just such a rich topic of discussion um, <laughs> absolutely so anyway, I didn't yeah. hate this movie. I probably would have liked it a lot more had Netflix advertised it. Yeah. It's advertised here on Wikipedia. Let me pull it up on the Netflix. Yeah, the Netflix. It popped out to me when I was going to search for um, movies. Um, let's see. Here it is. Imprisoned by a madman, rescued by a kindly sheriff. Only discover who only to discover who the real monster is. So that I think that changed from last time. Yeah. So the genres listed for this movie are horror movies, creature features, supernatural horror, and teen screams. Teen screams. So I was expecting something a little more fast-paced. What we got. Had Netflix labeled this for fantasy, I would have been more prepared for what we got. Same. I was really expecting something quite different. Uh, not that, and like I agree with you, I I, I didn't dislike it, but I was expecting something completely different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I think. Feel like they definitely changed the uh, write up for the movie from the mini show. I still have my audio. I think hopefully I'll confirm on Twitter if they changed the description. Before I swore it just said a girl kept in quarantine her whole life. 
Oh, yeah, dude. That's what it said. It was like she was kept locked in a closet her whole life by a man who was trying to protect her. And then, like, she discovers a dark secret or some shit. You know, something very vague, but I thought it was going to be all about her in a room her entire life. No. That's what I was expecting. And that's why I picked it because, oh, she's in quarantine. We're all in quarantine. It's fitting, dude. For the position we're in. Fuck. <laughs> then it turned into like a werewolf movie. Yeah. And what? I'm guessing Go Wildling. Yeah. After I watched it, I tried to figure out like if Wildling is a real mythical creature. Yeah. Of course, the only thing um popping up in that variety is Game of Thrones, the free folk. Oh, yeah. I was like, why does the word wildling sound so familiar, yet it seems like it's a word I repressed hardcore? <laughs> it's because it's from Game of Thrones. But either Game of Thrones come up or this comes up. So um, I'm going to guess a wildling is like fairy folk, but the scary kind of fairy. Yeah. Steal your children in the middle of the night. Changeling. Changeling. That's what I kept thinking of, but I'm like, no, that's not that's not right. Um Yeah, it was it was an okay movie. I may have liked it more if Netflix had advertised it right, which that might be a good conversation to have in the future regarding movies as if Netflix did a good job at painting a picture of what we're about to watch. Yeah, like whoever writes the summarization, you know, that like little paragraph that you read right before it, it really like sets the tone for what you think is about to happen. And sometimes it can be really off its mark. Yeah. Um, we were in grad school when all the Scream movies were back on Netflix briefly and the summary they wrote for Scream 2 was just <laughs> bizarre. That might still be on my Facebook somewhere. Wasn't it like just like like a one sentence deal or something like that? Like he's back, look out, or like, you know what I mean? Something like that. Really harped on um, Sydney being in college now, so it's something stupid like while preparing for finals week. <laughs> yeah, that's um, funny. I remember us discussing this in grad school a lot. Because I, I remember there was a point whenever you, you complained that, like, whoever was writing the Netflix summaries, like, just gave up because they were just, like, two sentences. <laughs> they were just yeah. really dull. Yeah. Time um, to be alive. I guess we could break into this by getting into acting and uh, characters. Excellent. I- not like Liv Tyler. I didn't like her character and I did not like her acting in this movie. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what she was trying to like act like, but like when we first met her, she had like chewing gum and I was like, oh, is she trying to be like a badass, like breaking all the rules? And I have like gum, which means I like don't have time for anyone's bullshit. And then she kind of like became super like early um 
Also, yeah, I agree with you. I didn't really like it because I didn't like know what what the hell was happening with her. Because uh, she like really uh, acted very weird and bizarre. Yeah, like, dude, she was so soft. Like that's the yeah. only way I can describe it. She was so soft, and like, you're a police officer, and you're. She was the sheriff. <laughs> She's the sheriff, and there's a 99% chance she goes to sleep with a teddy bear. I know, right? That's what I got, too. I was like, what the fuck? And then, like, that... <laughs> I don't know, man. It was just... It was, they didn't even take her seriously. I, don't, I was like, how are you the sheriff? But whatever. Um, I thought the girl who played Anna, the main character... Viva Winnenick, Aviva Winnenick. Um, I thought she was really good. I thought she was really good. I thought so too. I thought that they cast her really well because um, when I think of like a feral girl, she had like these huge eyes, you know, she's really uh, expressive. And I thought that I, I really liked that because she was really able to like tell us what was happening uh, just with like not even saying a whole lot. She didn't have a lot of lines and that it, it worked for her. So, I feel like a lot of young actresses could have dropped the ball with that and like she didn't and with what she was given i think she did a great job yeah and, if you uh, haven't seen it you'll you'll understand when you watch it <laughs> what we mean and this may sound like an insult but i don't mean it that way because it fits her character she had this really great deer in the headlights look throughout the whole movie yes yes it's okay felt- people yeah she's supposed to look like that <laughs> Because she's been held in captivity her whole life, so everything is new to her. She didn't even know other people existed until two weeks ago. I know, right? (laughs) She knew outside was there, but she didn't know how big outside was. Mm. Just this really fantastic, pure look of innocence to her. Yes. Absolutely. Um, What did you think about Brad Dourif? We all know him. He's been in horror before. He was great, um, too. Yes. Really, the only problem I have is Liv Tyler's character. Yeah, same, actually. Everyone else, like, pretty much did what I expected them to do. <laughs> if I was making this horror movie, it would probably be generic, but I would drop the whole wildling thing being real and just turn it around and have Liv Tyler be the creepy. Yeah. Because, gosh, she was so creepy. But Brad Dourif... Duriff was great. He was supposed to be creepy, and he did that well. And I also totally bought his other like feelings towards Anna. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, I just wish we got more time with them being father and daughter, not ten minutes of her being a little girl and then yeah, in the head. No, I thought that I I really thought she was going to be in the room with him for the whole movie. And I was like, oh, yeah, Brad Dourif, like, this creepy guy. Cool, you know, but then I was like, oh, shit, he just shot himself in the fucking face. <laughs> I was shocked that he was alive still. No, that's cool. to say there is um Liv Tyler's little brother younger brother he's all right he's a teenage boy in a movie what do you think about that when movies go for the like brother sister route instead of like 
mother. You know what I mean? Like when two people are living together, it's like, oh, that's my like my sibling. It's not my mom or dad. You think it was, that? How old is Liv Tyler now? I have no idea. I feel like she's pretty old. <laughs> she's 42 years old. So I think it's wouldn't be too far fetched for her to have a 16 year old son. I know. That's why I was like shocked when they were like, oh, that's my sister. I was like, why? Like, it could be your mom instead. It's, it, it, it would have worked better, I think. I would have, I wouldn't have, Liv Tyler looks great, 42, um, much better than Steve Tyler does at his current <laughs> age. <laughs> Definitely Yikes. heard her genetics from her mother. Um, he was 16 or 17, so I'll just use 16. I would have been 26 when she had him, so, like, not... Oh, not weird. Not weird at all. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it may be a little weird if you're a big city folk working yeah. towards your career, but this character wasn't a big city folk work. No. Yeah. This was, was wild and country. <laughs> yeah, it's more weird for me that she has a 16-year-old brother. It would yeah. be her to have a 16-year-old son. Yeah, and when st- when when stuff like that happens in the movie, it always raises the question to an audience when it sh- doesn't have to do that, but it raises the question where you're like, "Oh, what's the story here?" You know, like where are their parents? Like what happened to them? Why are they like this? Why is he so mad? You know, but that wasn't the focus of it at all, but they really had to like do that to make us think about that. But honestly, the whole time in the movie it was about Anna um and like her becoming like a woman, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, this movie um, is definitely an allegory for getting your period. Yeah, getting your period, becoming a woman, <laughs> yeah. being doinked for the first time. Uh, quick correction: I said Aviva Winnick played Anna. She played the younger version of Anna. Belle Powley is the one who. I mean, they were both great. They actually looked like. Could have been the yeah, same they looked like, yeah, looked like the same person younger. So they, they did good with casting, you know, it's all good. Yeah. So they were both great. They both had those big, beautiful eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we can uh, yeah. break down into story. Yeah, let's do it. Um, let's see. Anna has spent her whole childhood in captivity. By a man she thinks is her father, played by mm-hmm. Barrett Duriff. Uh, when she starts reaching pure puberty, he begins giving her a uh, luprilite, something, some medicine. Yeah. To suppress her estrogen production. Yeah, so, so she just stops having her period after that. Yes. Because, yes, wildlings are just a horny bunch. Yes. And gotta prevent them from fucking everything in sight. Yes. <laughs> Which she does. It doesn't take her very long to, uh, she starts transforming into a wildling. Doesn't take her long to plow, uh, Liv Tyler's brother. brother. <laughs> yeah, but, um, that happens. And then giving her that medicine, it's stopping her periods and stuff, but it's like also like fucking killing her. You're gonna really sick. She wants to die, and then he gets upset, and instead of shooting her, he gets more upset and shoots himself. 
He does this half-assed job at it, like the way Trumpers uh, <laughs> are doing a half-assed job at quarantine. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doesn't <laughs> um, die. Yeah. That's the opening mm-hmm. of the movie. And then she gets yeah. adopted by Liv Tyler, the super mm-hmm. soft sheriff. <laughs> bulk of this discussion I want to have is their relationship because it's very yeah weird. let's let's talk about that sure because they just click in a way that feels so natural to me mm-hmm. the moment Liv Tyler meets Anna she's ready to adopt her and make her her own child this yeah, this feral child. Much. Yeah, the feral child. Like, would be, I, yeah, I don't know. The uh, creepiest part of this movie for me came from their relationship where Liv is literally shaving Anna's leg in the bathtub. <laughs> yeah, while she's in the bathtub. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> The first time I had my legs shaved at like 10 years old or 11 years old, I was pretty old. Yeah. I was in the bathtub, but my mom put a shower chair in there and just ran the water and did it. I wasn't naked. Or and freaking naked bathing. <laughs> I was fully clothed, just sitting on a chair with the water running so she could do it real quick. Because you don't have to be freaking like naked to shave your leg because it's just like... She was just doing, like, knee down to ankle, you know what I mean? It wasn't, like, the whole leg. Yeah. Even if it was, you don't have to be naked at all. Yeah. So that was just really weird. Bizarre. And it was gross because, like, Anna was bathing, Liv was shaving the shaving cream off her leg, and she was, like, washing it in the bath water. And there was, like, chunks of it just floating around Anna's face. And I'm like, that's fucking disgusting. (laughs) Like, ew. Yep, that's what I thought. Uh, it's Balm, the director of this movie, is in fact a man, so that explains everything. Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the only thing that like women think about is like tampons and getting your period and shaving your legs and and all that. Don't know the proper hygiene of shaving your legs. Like, I didn't even think about that when you said it because I've never shaved in the bathtub. I've always shaved. In the shower. shower. <laughs> the stream is like not filling up the bathtub. It's like not bathing in your own filth. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. okay to take baths to chill, but like not to clean yourself. Yeah, like and after after your once you've you're reached not a, puberty, you should be taking showers. Should be standing up and bathing, standing up for the shower head. <laughs> That's my my biggest gripe with this movie. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> I can maybe kind of understand it from a artistry point of view. It shows their closeness and comfort with each other, but they've only known each other at that point for what a month, maybe. It's gonna be like two weeks or something. Like maybe I don't know how fast the movie was going. I don't either, and I thought. <laughs> I thought they put Anna in school, like, so fast. 
Me too. I like she was really in school, and I was like, wait, is she, I hope she's just like waiting in school. But like, no, she was in school, and I was like, uh, okay. And uh, then she was like going to a party. Like all these things were happening. I thought a bit too fast for Anna, who just discovered that she exist. lived on planet Earth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. God. So that that that's that bothered me just realistically, like. If you mm-hmm. discovered a child who's been in captivity for 16 years, I don't think you would be rushing them into a, a regular school environment. Maybe bringing a tutor into the privacy of the house to like assess them and get them caught up with where they should be yes. education-wise, but uh-huh. throwing them into a public high school. No. Yeah, plus like... Liv knows that the people in the town they live in are, like, a bunch of jerks and, like, bullies because, like, she had to beep it. This one bully who was, like, harassing these girls. And it's like, okay, you want her to, like, have to deal with that? She's mm-hmm. going to get ridiculed and bullied because she's, like, different. She doesn't speak. You know, she's feral. Like, they found her. Everybody know, You know? So... Like making it worse. I feel like everything that happened with Anna is probably Liv Tyler's fault. A lot of yeah. things could have been avoided. A lot of like a death could have been avoided. <laughs> no. Yeah. If you had her home longer, like um, not not victim blaming or anything, mm-hmm. but had a have kept her at home longer, she probably wouldn't have ran into some bad boys who tried to rape her yes and she wouldn't have accidentally killed them because she's a wildling would have awoken her wildling desires being surrounded by all these hormones and oh okay wait i just had a thought because i meant to discuss this with you so we just talked about how like Liv and anna have like this really tight bond off the bat and like you think it's unbreakable you know and she like seems so loveling to her and then she finds out that like the, the town rapist like tried to rape her and she killed him she like really just cuffed her right there like sorry but you're going to prison <laughs> i was yeah. like why won't you forgive her like <laughs> feral <laughs> what are you doing and she killed him in self-defense so i know she knows because how do you not deduce that like there's a dead man uh, you're like Anna's dress was found there and Anna never came home. You know what I mean? Like, what do you think happened? Self-defense happened. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, I was really sh- That was like out of character for like the character they built her on. I know she was the sheriff and trying to yeah. uphold the law, but she was only the sheriff like, holding down the law, like, in the beginning of the movie to get what she wanted, which was Anna being her, like, daughter. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Else. <laughs> so, after Anna escapes from prison because Liv is a bad sheriff and easily got <laughs> tricked into getting locked into the cell. <laughs> like a, she was like a, like a comic, like a cartoon. Yeah, it was like she slipped on a, in a banana peel or something. Uh, Anna escapes to the woods. Lily discovers that she's a wildling and her body's going through all these changes, like the changes we all went through during puberty, only much more extreme. 
Uh, so like she's losing her human teeth for sharp teeth and um, growing claws and hair in unusual places like her back. Uh, her back. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And so uh, what's her face? What's her face's brother finds her in the woods and they they doink. Yeah, they do do that thing. Which, uh, that was allegedly Anna's first time, but she really took control of the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, remember it was because he showed her porn that one time? Oh, yeah. Which was also like, what are you doing there? Of course, that's what the, the, the director thinks women need to be showed to understand the world. Yeah. So maybe it was that. I just remembered that. <laughs> I feel like at 16, just my own experience, having a lot of guy friends, most of them have grown out of that overtly pervy, immediately jumped to porn phase <laughs> at the age of 16. Just being obsessed with watching porn. Because at that point, they've had some sort of sexual experience. So yes. porn has lost its... It's lost its, like, luster. <laughs> the real oh. thing. Yeah, they doink. Anna rides him like a horse. Yeah, and then, like, she's like, okay, well, bye. I mean, he they, they wake up together, and he's, like, pretty chill about her growing claws and fur. Yeah, yeah, he is. She's not chill about it, because she's not human, and I think she knows she could accidentally kill him. So she runs away from him, leaves him. And this is where shit gets wild. Yeah. Yeah. This is where the horror aspect of this fantasy <laughs> movie comes in. Um, a few months later, uh, they finally catch her, corner her. Uh, now she's like full animalistic Anna. Um, she kills Liv Tyler's deputy, but Liv lets her go. Like this scenario, she just lets her go all right, but doesn't let her go in the case of self-defense from a rapist. I know, uh, right? Only because Anna is visibly pregnant. Yes. Um, da, 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 then uh, Anna gives herself a C-section to give birth to the baby. Uh, Daddy finds her because he's not really dead, but she kills him, which I thought that was a pretty cool scene. That, those were some good effects where she unhinged her jaw to like rip his throat out. Yeah, that was cool. Kind of a throwback to some American werewolf in London shit. Yeah, that was cool. And um, to like try to catch her, they like the the wildling hunters because wildlings are actually like they were like a problem and they needed to be eradicated. And instead of eradicating them, Brad Dourif took um, the child of one, and so it's kind of his fault. So now he's like going back to like his job and try to kill her but the tables turn and she kills him and then everyone yeah. tries to burn the whole fucking forest down to get her <laughs> they really yeah. burn the whole forest down it's Red wild Durf just half-asses everything in this movie killing the wildlings I know. Uh, shooting himself in the face not even dying from that and then its face is all fucked up after yeah um, so the movie ends with Anna Going to the north to finally see the northern lights, and she's now a wildling, and she has a newborn baby. The end. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, 
great. <laughs> it, was, yeah, it was an interesting was movie. Yeah, it was interesting. Now that I a know, like, turns. yeah. Now that I know it's a fantasy horror movie, if I go back and rewatch it, I'll probably like it more. But yeah. first watch through, I was just like, this is slow and boring, and not the teen scream I was promised. <laughs> Teen scream. <laughs> I love teen screams, and I hate when they let me down. That's like a great tag. Teen screams. I love it. Yeah, it was not a teen scream. It was more like a coming of age novel, and then there was like scary stuff later mm-hmm. inserted it into there. That's pretty much the plot. Um. So can, can we please talk about production? I have two. I have two things to say about. about Absolutely, the I don't really have anything to say about production. <laughs> the the transformation looked cool. Yeah, um, that's about it for me. Yeah, the transformation was cool, and you know what? Um, they did it really well. And um, her had. I guess they had like. Would you say that that was like a lot of prosthetics and like, you know, they used like real stuff instead of like using cg for her look yes i i was i think it's it was mostly prosthetics mostly pro- okay, excellent and they got bluer that might have been a digital effect but everything else i believe was practical yeah okay cool um so <laughs> i wish they would have like not used they use cg for like two instances and like they were like the worst, they were the worst ones, and they could have like not even done this. So throughout the movie, there are times when Anna can run really fast, and she doesn't know why, but she just has these urges to run, and she runs super duper fast. And when she's running, it's like they're they have like the shot of her, and it's like they take it and they it's like you're watching her run sped up, like. 10 but then like slow down so it's like watching it is really super weird and you're like whoa and it just it looks weird and I didn't like the way it looked because I was like I know they're trying to emphasize the fact that she's running extremely fast but like you know I was like come on now I understand mm-hmm. running as fast as the deer so I, hate, I I did not like that and then there was another part where like a couple times CGI like birds like, I was like, I, can't you just find, like, some stock footage of, like, a bird and insert it? But they, like, really had CGI birds um, not flying, like, perched. And I was like, why are you doing this? Just, like, use a real bird. What is happening? So you're in the middle of the woods. There's got to be a bird that you can film. Anyway, those are my two production notes that I was frustrated with. Yeah. Like in film, they still haven't figured out how to do fast running. Even uh, in the high budget action movies like Avengers and uh, X Men, where um, what's his face was a character Quicksilver or something, the oh, yeah. speed effects look weird and they look weird in Justice League and they look weird on CW's The Flash. It's just a weird <laughs> thing to like really portray on film. So. It is. Yeah, it is. I understand that. The bird is unforgivable, man. It's okay. At least her her transformation worked. And uh, that's good. 
That, that's the um, most important part of the movie. So if that didn't work, I would have just written it off. I would have been pissed. Yeah. Um, everything else was nice, though. The place where the movie was filmed, uh, these people lived in like a small town on the outskirts of like, you know, very large forested area with a beautiful mountainous mountains, but like hilly range with, you know, like a really big lake. It was pretty cool. So it was a beautiful spot. I really don't know where they were supposed to be. <clears throat> Somewhere where there was a wildling problem. Somewhere close enough that Anna could run super, super fast. The Northern Lights. Yeah. Overall. Um, yeah, overall. <laughs> overall. Um, for me, this movie is just meh. There was a lot. You can see why got really good reviews on the mini show that I lost. Uh, we talked about how it's super low on IMDb, but has favorable reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. I can see why critics like this movie, because it's a allegory for teenage sexuality and fe female teenage sexuality specifically. And yes. critics eat that shit up. Mm -hmm. But for those who probably watched it on Netflix or another streaming service like us, where it's not really... Accurately summarized. Mm -hmm. It's dumb. I can yeah. see why it gets lower reviews. Yeah, absolutely. It's meh. It's meh. It's meh for me as well. Wasn't realistic good, wasn't bad. <laughs> realistic aspects, pretty sucks. Yeah, wow. Real yeah, realistic aspects. Like getting a period sucks. Uh, getting locked in a room by a man who was not your real father. It sucks. Creepy Beating yourself in the head and not dying really sucks. Yeah. Uh, creepy women who get away with being creepy just because they're women live Tyler's character. Yeah. Sucks. Not great. Having a wildling problem and having like scary wildling traps in the woods. Uh, sucks. And there's the wildling man who, uh, the wildling hunter? I don't know what his story is. We still don't know about that guy. Wildling sympathizer. Uh, hmm. hmm. Let's see. Being the sheriff and getting stuck in prison cell because you were tricked. That sucks. Yeah. Everything else is unrealistic. Setting the whole fucking forest down to kill kill one wildling. Come on, uh, that's that's over the top. That's no way. Like, has she killed anyone other than the one guy who tried rapist? To rape her? God, we're so glad to be rid of him. He just pestered all the girls and the guys. He was nobody liked him. She did everyone a favor. did anyway that's all i have that's all i got too my friend i uh, look forward to our next mini show where we can review another movie and let's pray really hard and see what we get oh. see what god comes up with or jesus or whoever we've been praying to uh, oh related note kind of yes. uh Penny Myers announced Midnight Sun yesterday at the time we're recording this. 
book's a little pricey, but it doesn't come out until August. Should one we... of those thirty-five dollar books? It's uh, on Amazon. It's twenty-seven ninety-nine. Okay, excellent. Sometimes, sometimes they really go hard, and they're like thirty-five dollars. No, this one's this one's not too bad. I'm gonna look around for better prices. But should we both buy a copy and do a special series on the podcast? Yeah, yeah, we should. I feel like this is a very important book. Yeah, I need us. I need it. Like <laughs> I remember, I remember seventh grade grade too just the fucking hype train for midnight sun and then someone leaked like a few chapters of it chapter and she one. Canceled- <laughs> someone leaked chapter one and she canceled the whole book i know but like we all read it we all read chapter one like oh my god edward and then i'm over here like wow i hope they make a movie <laughs> we'll fully support kirsten stewart and robert pattinson if they decide to do a midnight sun movie Oh my god. Amazing. Everybody's gotta be back. All the original cast. They can't they can't even address I mean Kirsten Stewart and Robert Pattinson really have not aged at all since the first time. No, not at all. And you, their their careers are just booming. Incredible. They did so well for themselves. And even though they have these booming careers, they could get some more Twilight money in their bank account. They need to do it. <laughs> yeah. If if Stephanie Myers can get away with releasing the same goddamn book three times. No way. I, I have what was the third time? Um the second time. The second time yeah. was the ten year anniversary edition of Twilight where she included it was like a really big book, or I think oh. you could just buy them as two separate books. Life and Death was the title of it, I believe, where it was a gender-swapped Twilight. Oh, what? <laughs> that one, I did not know about that one, but cool. <laughs> it was a gender-swapped Twilight to prove that Bella wasn't a damsel in distress, just a person in distress, but it was, it was equally as sexist as Twilight because just the little things she changed to make sure you knew that boy Bella was a boy, like a his Monty Python t-shirt and a girl Edward having super freely handwriting in the notes they pass. Of course. What else was there? Rosalie, the male Rosalie had a man bun. Oh my God, the male Rosalie. Everybody was gender swapped, not just. Okay, well that's fine, I guess. Oh my goodness, that really. We're going to do Midnight Sun because Midnight Sun is the important one. Midnight Sun is what we all need because we need vampires back, you guys. Yeah. If back. Stephanie Myers manages to bring back vampires into YA fiction again, I will support her because it's been a good long time before we got since we've gotten some vampire fiction. I know, like, who doesn't like reading that? Because, like, zombies, so it's so much, you know, now, you know, zombies uh uh what else is there like werewolves okay not a whole lot but like it's not sexy everyone loves vampires because that's so sexy and, and people just like eat that shit up it's fun to read so bring it on back and see what we can do with it on people yeah that's all i've got yeah look at the time it's eight 
30 where Sam and oh. I are. Um, probably September, look out for our special Midnight Sun read-along. Yeah, just in time for spooky season. Ooh. Thanks, Stephanie Meyer. Thanks for coming in clutch. I, I forgot all about it, but like the moment I saw Midnight Sun, I knew. Hmm. I think we all felt it, all of us. Oh my god, the pomegranate on the cover. There's Amazing. So There's so many ways to interpret that pomegranate. Pomegranate is what Hades gave to Persephone lure her to the underworld uh, mm. pomegranate is technically probably what the forb- forbidden fruit in the garden e- garden of eden was pomegranate signifies like sexual health people and it's also a super bloody fruit yeah it is anyway. uh, can't wait for august now oh yeah all right dude well let's call it a night and i got the outro notes here so yeah, I will wrap it up for you. Do it. Rama, do it up. The Horror Show was created by Sam Odie and Stormy Skies and is directed by Sam Odie. Uh, this discussion, we learned that you should not just try to adopt a feral child on a whim. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good lesson. Yeah, don't be like that. <laughs> what you hear you can find real horror show on spotify TuneIn, google play store stitcher and itunes really really like what you hear follow us on twitter at horror show underscore underscore pod or search for real horror show on twitter follow us on facebook at real horror show like our page and share our stuff we also have a website that all of our written reviews and podcasts can be found realhorrorshow.com <clears throat> we haven't posted a, a lot of um, written reviews lately, but all of our written reviews that we've previously published are on our website. So take them out. They're all doozies. Check them out. Check out Sam's, the one we talked about before um, on the movie Backcountry. That was our first one. And it's still the shining star. So check it out. Uh, want to interact with us? Want to make sure we're real humans, not space vampires? Comment on our website or email us at realhorrorshowpodcast at gmail.com. Want to argue with us about something or think you have a really great horror movie review that you're dying to share with two random strangers from the internet? Submissions are open for movie reviews. Check out the submit page on our website and follow the rubric before sending us anything. If it's not done according to the rubric, it will be disregarded. Sorry, not sorry. Submissions are open for a yearly anthology called the October Monologues. Check out the submission guidelines on our website and send us your creepy shit. We love horror, and if you're listening, you do too. Please help us keep our project going by visiting our support page on our website where you can make a one-time donation via PayPal. We also have an Amazon wish list if you feel like buying us something tangible will help convey our love more than a monetary donation would. Also, buy us a coffee is a button you can click that will pay us the amount you would need to buy a coffee. A little bit goes a long way. Sometimes we can't help out artists monetarily, and that's okay. By simply liking, sharing, retweeting, and even giving us an awesome review will help us out tremendously. Um, any other pertinent news? I think uh, the Midnight Sun is like huge news. It- it's, it's the most important thing of 2020 right now. Right now, it's the most important thing. I don't know what day of quarantine this is, but we're still in it. Um, you know, just you know, be well and keep listening to the podcast if they keep you going. We really appreciate it. 
outro song is called Creepy Doll by Jonathan Colton. And thank you, fuck off, and have a swell evening. This is Real Horror Show signing off. I love the creepy doll that always follows